All right, Natalie, thanks for coming on. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Freedomcast podcast. This is Natalie Richards. Uh, she is a record-holding powerlifter and trainer and coach and uh, just awesome person. Um, I got connected to her through Jen Thompson, who we've interviewed, um, and wanted to talk a little bit about her background. Uh, she's got some, we'll get into this. Uh, she's got some really good TikTok content, Instagram oh, content, God. YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, yeah, I looked at all of it. <laughs> And, oh uh, no! <laughs> it was so good. Uh, so recommend you follow follow her. But uh, thanks for coming on, Natalie. Appreciate you. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, can you give us a little bit of background? Uh, how you got into this powerlifting thing? Why powerlifting? Why not something else? And uh, just kind of your some of your your records and and lifts and that kind of thing. Sure thing. So I got back into powerlifting. I think I started lifting in like 2017. And I had always been like an athlete my whole life, pretty much. There's gymnastics, softball, track. I've been running for the last like five or six years. My feet hurt. My back hurt. <laughs> I was tired of going on long runs. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the gym. So my friend kind of introduced me how to like lift and showed me like what the heck powerlifting was. Because I had no idea what it was when I first started. And I was like, well, this seems kind of cool. Like you only have to do three things. You really only move in one direction. Like... <laughs> This seems more up my alley. This might be good. So <clears throat> my friend started coaching me in 2017. And then I did my first powerlifting meet at North Carolina Fall Fest in 2019. And then um, I switched coaches and then I've been competing ever since. So what, three years have been competing. So wow. Um, ever since that, I just like had an addiction because it was so fun. And I made so many friends joining powerlifting gyms and it was just uh, something I've always enjoyed and wanted to get better at. So I just kept competing and practicing. Um, so I don't know what I did in 2020. I think that was COVID year. I don't think I competed then. And then 2021, I competed at Carolina Time last year. And then I also competed at the VA Pro where I got some American records, um, the 57 kilo class. And now in like two days, I'm competing again at Carolina Prime Time 2022. Um, and hopefully it'll be fun and go well. Very nice. Um, what are your, what are your lifts right now? And, uh, what specific records have you broken? My, well, what I hit at the VA pro, I think I did a 172 and a half kilo or 380 squat, a, I think 97 and a half kilo bench press. And then I did a. 212 or 468 uh deadlift and then i think uh the squat and the deadlift were american records for juniors as well as the total uh, american record for juniors okay and <laughs> what's your uh at at what uh what weight class and what age i was i weighed in what the heck did i weigh in at i think i weighed in at like 56.2 or something i don't know what that is in pounds somewhere under 220 or 125 for wow. my body weight and then I was, what was a year ago? I was 22 or yep, 23. Yep. <laughs> 23. I just had a birthday, so I can't remember. Nice. Wow. So you were lifting, you were deadlifting 400 something at 20, at 120, under 125 pounds. Holy. I still feel old though, because all these young kids are coming in. And yeah. I'm like, at like 19, 20, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm three years older than you and you guys are catching up. This is crazy. <laughs> 
they are getting stronger. It's insane. It's kind of like football. I mean, the, yeah, I don't know if it's a combination of genetics and training or what it is, but uh, people just seem to be getting crazier and crazier strong. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you're 17 and you're a football player and you're bench pressing 400 pounds. And it's like normal. It's insane. It, it is nuts. Uh, when did you start coaching and why did you start coaching? I believe I started coaching back in 2020. Mm -hmm. And before I started Pacific powerlifting coaching, I coached obviously uh, commercial gym type people trying to learn how to coach and uh, learn like anatomy, physiology. I took um, like NASM certification courses. Just got my feet a little bit wet in learning um, how the human body works because my uh, education is in like business and economics. So I had no biology or chemistry or anything like that. So I just I uh, started learning and worked at like Gold's Gym for a while. And then I started um, being, I guess, under my coaches are Holly and John, who own Anchor Power. And I kind of mentored under them for a while. And then started taking on clients, I want to say, at the end of 2020, I believe, if I remember correctly. So almost two years. So I've been doing powerlifting clients. And then in 2021, I started. Um, doing nutrition coaching and I got my little um, certification and asked him for that as well I just I just try to be as educated as possible and um, learn from people like Brad Couillard and do all those seminars and just try to you know keep learning nice uh, are you under anchor powerlifting or is that your brand or uh, what's yeah. the relationship there so Holly and John or Holly Mann and John Fain own anchor power they founded it I want to say in 2019 okay possibly i believe 2018 2019 mm -hmm. and they founded it they are co-owners and then i came on as their coaching staff just distance coaching nutrition coaching and then teams coaching as well very cool mm -hmm. uh just in terms of i'm always curious about this you know what's the end goal for you with lifting best in the world best in the state best in the nation uh mm -hmm. something else like um what do you what do you what are your long-term goals right uh, I think my goals have shifted over time. Uh, definitely right now, I want to be like the best in the world and go to Sheffield. Like, I think that would be like the end goal and the most like intense goal. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go uh, certainly a few more steps before I can even try to attempt that goal. But that is the end goal. I want to be kind of at that level and meet like the international folks. Like I love Team France. I love uh everyone over there so i just want to be able to compete with them awesome awesome have you got to meet uh many international personalities do they have like uh the international competition in the u.s or is it always overseas i think it's always overseas now since usapl split with the ipf i don't know what pla is going to do maybe they'll have it here i don't know <laughs> i haven't had the chance to meet anyone in person but i'll like chat with them online and be like hey that was so cool that was a good job nice. <laughs> but i haven't been able to talk to them in person yet gotcha gotcha uh i want to transition a little bit into um some of the personal stuff that you're doing um uh, which is my favorite part uh the tiktok reacts videos <laughs> i was dying they are great you need to keep doing Thank that you. um when did you start that and also i want to get your opinion in a minute here on like fit talk but uh, oh, when did you start doing the React stuff? Oh, <laughs> I am so glad that you like them because I think they're so silly and I cannot watch myself like when I'm editing these. It's so painful. <laughs> but I'm glad that you appreciate the, the silliness. I think I started doing these earlier this year uh, just because I wanted to do like a creative outlet. Like I coach all the time. Like mm -hmm. 
everything is always powerlifting coaching. And I was like, you know what? Let's do something fun. So I found these terrible TikToks and just have started reacting to them. And I like the editing process. <clears throat> so I think I started early this year, maybe like June, somewhere around there. And uh, there's unlimited content on TikTok, as you are aware, and with mm. the gym talk. So <laughs> I just think it's fun to post a little fun uh, at the gym TikTokers. I don't know about you, but gym talk and fit talk throws me for a loop. Sometimes there's so many insane personalities, like even worse than Instagram. Like I thought Instagram was bad. And then I got on TikTok, and I'm like, y'all yeah. are out of your mind. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion of that whole hashtag? Like fit talk, gym talk, like what, what, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> well, like two, two sides of me kind of battle. Cause I feel bad if I like, you know, really go in on these people because, like, at the on one hand, they are in the gym and promoting an an essence of lifting and health and working out. But on the other hand, they're promoting absolute chaos. You're gonna hurt yourself. This is not how you do it. Or it's super weird and it's like, I don't know, sexualizing women sometimes too. And it's like, mm, this is 2022 and this is the gym. Maybe we shouldn't do that. So I go hand in, I, it's, it's hard because I don't want to go too mean on these kids because they are, for the most part, kids. But some people are like in their 30s to do this, like Bradley Martin. Like, I don't know, he's a little bit older. He should probably know better. But uh, <laughs> no, Bradley Martin fan, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Gym talk, it, it promotes, I guess, some unsafe practices and maybe some like kind of cringe content. And then also these like cringe gym talk people are promoting their own like money making uh, businesses mm -hmm. and they, they're what 17 they're making six figures at least like it's in the ethics of it kind of throw me for sometimes so like why are you posting this and then you're posting you should buy my program for ten dollars a month you know what i'm saying <laughs> and you should also be dry scooping pre-workout while you're at it yeah and just give yourself a heart attack while you're at it if you're not <laughs> dying then what are you doing I did you see the video recently? There was a guy that was like, I'm in the hospital because I just had 1100 yes. milligrams of caffeine. Yes, I saw that. But Are people you have actually like had heart issues from doing that stuff? But no kidding. TikTok, <laughs> on TikTok, they're like, you better dry scoop your pre workout or else you're not doing it right. <laughs> it oh. takes like. I also, it also entertains me to no end. Like, let's make this far more difficult. Like I saw you reacting to some of these videos. Let's make this far more difficult than it has to be for hypertrophy yeah. and for training and for actually progressing. Yeah. Let's make it look as difficult as possible. And you should definitely be doing this like 90% of the time. Like uh, the exactly. guy that was uh, balancing on top of, what the heck was that? Was he balancing on top of like barbell holding racks? Something like that. I don't know. He was doing something weird. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, and then they, I think they fell over at the end. So uh, kids, Actually, yeah. don't be stupid. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm so knowledgeable. Uh, here's this really complicated exercise. This is the only way to do it. Uh, subscribe to my content for $20 and you can be like me and be shredded even though I'm on steroids. Not disclosing <laughs> that. <laughs> it's all right. It's always the steroid users or the HGH users that say they're not on steroids or yeah. some other, some, like some other PED abuser, um, uh, really entertaining. Um, what like do you, if you're like honest about it, then sure. But if you're yeah. saying, oh, I'm natural, 
then we'll get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or uh, the the on the female side, uh, uh, it's a different thing from the guys usually, or sometimes uh, yeah. with like all of the the plastic surgery stuff that goes on. I know. Butt plants and, and all plants. the body image stuff. It's it's yeah, it, it only gets worse on TikTok. I feel like. I, I think you're I think you're completely correct. Um, the what's your opinion on like um, you mentioned Gymshark in one of your videos, uh, Gymshark, Gymshark content and the brand. Do you think because I, there's some guys like Will Tennyson that are actually pretty good uh, and, and put out some decent stuff and they're they're repping yeah. Gymshark. But um, what do you be, what do you think about them just in general? Right. So like I liked uh when I first started lifting, I absolutely loved Gymshark. I bought Gymshark pants. I thought they looked cute <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> and uh I don't own any of them really now, but looking at the brand from where they started and where they are now, it's actually insane. And like some pretty hardcore marketing that they've done because they have created the brand that you as a 17 to 25 year old want to be in you want to be sponsored by this brand because you get to do photo shoots you have packaging you are huge on social media they promote you like no one else and the Gymshark has like teams they have like males they have like females and they're on the Gymshark team and and my issue with Gymshark now is who they kind of like push on their teams because they're pushing the 16, 17, 18 year old, let's say men hmm. who are heavily steroided out, shredded to the gills, they don't disclose that and they're promoting themselves and they're promoting the product without being 100%, I guess, ethical when they're promoting it, saying, you know, like, this is my workout routine. Because they'll go on Gymstar, like TikTok, they have their creators uh, or athletes posting workouts, posting whatever, but they don't disclose XYZ that they're taking or they don't disclose, like, really like authentic, uh, I guess, authentic like lifestyle. They're promoting like this brand. And it's just like, I don't know, the steroid use undisclosed really bothers me the most about Gymshark, I think. And they're just promoting like the TikTok challenges. It is kind of cringe overall, but it works because their target audience is so young that they don't even think a second thing about it. But maybe you and I who are a little bit older can see like, uh, this is pretty cringe and they're not really... I guess promoting the best like athletes in their Instagram and social medias, I would say. Yeah. That I rambled on, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I completely get it. It's interesting to me because they're not it, it brands like that, they don't they're they're going they're really going for like bodybuilder aesthetic in yes. ninety percent of yes. cases. Like they're not recruit which is a shame. They're not recruiting like Natalie Richards or Marcus or uh who I mean, you guys are jacked and strong, but uh, yeah, for some reason that doesn't appeal to, they don't think it appeals to mass market. I feel like if they were to put that more at the forefront, it honestly would. I I agree. I think, it, uh, I mean, they their biggest people are the bodybuilding-esque people for sure. Mm -hmm. I know that like these people like John Hack and Andy Twain are in the Gymshark realm, but they will do like one event or one photo shoot versus yeah. these guys who are on the website, on Gymshark, on the TikTok, who are the like super young, like kids, just bodybuilding-esque. Uh, but that's really their marketing is just for young people and they sell out every single launch they do. Like <laughs> obviously yeah. it's working, whatever their marketing strategy is.
Yeah, it's impressive. I think uh, uh, another brand that's going to do pretty well. I don't know if they're going to go the same route. Young LA. I've been pretty impressed mm. with their uh, marketing efforts. They seem like a little bit more grassroots and gra down to earth. But okay. uh, I don't know if they're going to be in the same category as Jim Shark at some point, and just in terms of how they're marketing and branding themselves. We'll see. Yeah, it all it all just depends. But I think Jim Shark. Uh, I think they're going to like time out in the next like five years if they don't really change their marketing tactic because yep. eventually people are going to get tired of the bodybuilding s and uh, Photoshop. Because a lot of the Gymshark athletes get in trouble for Photoshopping their pictures. People call them out for them and they're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. And they just keep doing it. And I think that's probably going to catch up to a lot of brands in the next like two to five years, right? Yep, yep. Well, and two now with um, people being more open about steroid use, I don't know if that's going to bite mm -hmm. in the rear end either. Um, it could, I mean, if they do more, you know, behind the scenes of Gymshark, I think really people want to really see uh, stuff on TikTok is more yeah. um, real and raw. So, you know, if they go, if they go more that route, that might, that might help them. But um, Gymshark yeah. is very, um, uh, whitewash is not the word. Uh, uh, there's a marketing brand behind it for sure. I'll just put yeah, it. Yep. I agree. Um, do you think <laughs> should there oh, be no. more videos of girls with high waisted booty shorts? I don't think there. Oh are. God, no! <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> there are already too many. That's another thing of gym talk. They don't even post workouts. They just post their butt in high yes. waisted pants. But I click on the video to see what the booty workout is, and then this is what I get. <laughs> I want to know what the workout is. <laughs> It's all posing. It, it really is. That's like a whole genre of gym talk. And it's and they make probably their rent posting those TikToks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny because um Maybe. in most cases, like they'll they'll not they might post uh, you know, do seven you know they're not doing anything of what they say, first of all. I know. Um, and they but, sell the programs. That's the biggest issue is when they sell the programs of how to get their physique, but their physique is either photoshopped, uh, plastic surgery, and those things are like fine if you disclose it, but you can't yep. say it's authentic results and then sell your program at the same time. Oh, I have a question for you. Maybe you know this, maybe you don't, but um, being being a, from being a coach, maybe you do the the uh, the programs that these guys are selling. Are they literally copying and pasting from? I don't know, some guy in India that just made up a program for them on Fiverr, or are they, are they, or are they all coming from the same place or is it just something that they just hacked up in the, in the back of their, you know, on their computer one day? I will say I have watched, I have found so many YouTube videos on this. I have watched them rigorously. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've noticed in my research, I guess, of looking at these, uh, these people either pay like someone or they make it up themselves for the most part generalization okay they find uh either they make this program or they find someone to make this program for them it's pretty cookie cutter like three by ten three by five do two accessories a day do squats a day and you just run that through for like forever i guess they sell it in a subscription service so you are subbed in for $5.99 a month and then forever, I guess, unless you cancel your subscription. Hmm. So if you have, let's say, a million followers on TikTok, then my God, you are making seven figures selling these $6 uh, programs a month. So I think that they're just pretty cookie cutter. Like they're probably not going to hurt you, but are they going to do what the TikTokers are doing? No, it's it's just marketing. Uh, especially, what's his name? 
V-Shred? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh my gosh. Oh, no. Yeah. I know exactly. Yeah. He, I think, is like the biggest example of just like doing that. I think just kind of scamming his followers. And a lot of these followers will like, or a lot of these TikTokers will put uh, like some effort into their website and make it look super cool and shredded pictures and do like this intro video where they're like so authentic and are so excited to work with you. And then you'll never ever talk to them. And it's just buying a subscription for the next eternity, pretty much. So, I mean, like from someone who wants to make money, sure, that's great. But someone with ethics, no, don't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Subscriptions are, uh, I think there's going to be a reversal at some point just with the Absolutely. subscription model in general. I think people are getting so sick and tired of having to pay every month for every, I, literally I have, everything. I have a Disney Plus subscription. I have a Peacock subscription, YouTube TV, Netflix, Hulu, HBO. I have so many subscriptions. <laughs> I don't need that many, but I have them. That's insane. It, it's super frustrating. And there's no way, there's nobody that's come along either and consolidated all that stuff, much less with fitness, more with their, you know, or entertainment. Like somebody needs to, you know, hey, you can have right. one package and it just includes Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Um, but yeah, the fitness influencers need to get away from that too. Um, okay. Uh, another topic right. that I know you're a huge fan of, uh, obs your obsession with Monster. Why is Monster the best? <laughs> oh. Where is my monster sponsorship at this point? I've talked about them for freaking forever. <laughs> they have yet to respond to any of my DMs. Oh, and you're drinking a bang. I know. I'm sorry. I was going to talk about this in just a second. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I never drank energy drinks until like this year. And my friend was like, you drink this white monster. And then my addiction began. I love, I don't know why I like them so much. I've, I've drank one or two other energy drinks and I'm like, nah, this is a trash. I gotta go back to my monster. These are <laughs> so much better. So, um, yeah, I, I have a lot of monster. I, I will say I bought a Lonnie new for the first time and I really like it. So that might be a rival. So monster, if you're listening, you better give me some money. I'll keep talking about you. <laughs> what was the, what was the other brand called? Alani new. It's, uh i don't know it's sort of walmart it's pretty good okay, okay. nice nice yeah, uh they're... oh sorry go ahead i was gonna say like they're like they're pretty comparable to monster except they have like uh, an extra 100 milligrams of caffeine if you want more caffeine that's the only difference i found how <laughs> so like yes. what you're at 400 Dangerous. milligrams at that point no it's like two 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 fifty two thirty something oh like really that. Yeah, it's not that bad. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. I think we're like that. That would be insane. Um, uh, 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 what's your favorite monster flavor currently? You said is it is the white one? White, white, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna change that. <laughs> white monster. <laughs> nice, nice. Did you see um the monster bang energy lawsuit? No. What yeah. the heck? What's okay. going on? Yeah. So. Monster sued Bang because, and this is, I wanted to show you this. So you see how it says super creative? Oh yeah, they, they're lying. Yeah, there is no, there is not one shred, not one of creatine in the bottle. I believe and, Yeah, so they called it super creatine wow. because they were marketing a, one of these ingredients, I'm not sure which, as a better than, uh, yeah, they have like, it's like creatil or something. Oh my God. 
gosh. As better than creatine. So they saw, called it super creatine and they got oh. out of their rear end. Their parent wow. company is going out of business. It's bankrupt because Good. of the lawsuit. Yeah. Um, so wow. I I like I like bang. I think it, to your point, their caffeine content is far too high. Um, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have serious problems when I when I have these, but oh go ahead. It's insane. Uh, bang energy, like they're if you like look at their nutrition label, they have a little black thing that looks like, like a cross on it, which means they don't disclose the actual amounts that's in there. Absolutely nothing is in there. There is no like creatine. There's probably absolutely no, I don't know, anything besides just crack in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. And so many pre-workouts do that too. You yeah. just don't disclose their amounts and you just buy it anyways because TikTok told you to or something. But well, it's interesting. Uh, do you ever listen to the like the Massonomics podcast? I have not, but okay. I know I know of them. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. You give it a listen sometime. Uh, they were talking about they were talking about energy drinks at one point, and because they had a guest on, and uh, they were like, yeah, you could literally blow a little bit of you know uh, uh, creatine into the bottle, like just have it brush brush the yeah. solution, and then you can say it's in there. Market it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Just uh-huh. don't disclose it, and uh, like it doesn't be. Sh- I think Shred might have his own pre workout. I don't know, but okay. a lot of those TikTok TikTok people do have pre workouts, and I've looked at them. None of them disclose any of the ingredients, so they're probably making a huge like profit margin on their pre workout by just not including any of the actual ingredients. Like yeah. <laughs> they just say they have it, and then there's like point zero zero one percent of it in the bottle. <laughs> Uh, proprietary blends. Proprietary uh, blends, that's my favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, what are you, what are you really selling? Um, exactly, you don't know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It is interesting to watch um, other brands like um, Rise. I really like, I'm trying to get Nick on the podcast. Uh, Nick okay. is the Rise CEO. They're doing some really good stuff. They're pretty transparent about what okay. goes in where they're manufacturing it even like they, they just nice. tell you um and then how they're doing the testing process um i don't okay. i have not seen any other company do that and it's a r- really rare thing at, at least that's that so I've seen cool. energy drinks yeah it's awesome so i love uh, i love the transparency i wish like more brands did that because yeah. you want to know what you're buying and per workout's like the only thing in the market where you can put whatever you want in and it's not really regulated you know yeah, it's a little scary. Um, I, I, although I do wish <laughs> the mass comics guys were also talking about this. You remember um, Jacked pre workout, J A C K. Yeah. <laughs> I think it became, I don't remember if it came, did it become illegal or did they have some sort of lawsuit about that? They had to take it off the market? I don't know whether it became illegal or they were bankrupt from the lawsuits or something, but it's not there anymore, I don't think, right? Like you can't buy it anymore. No, right. they they changed. Oh, oh, oh! That's what it is. They changed the formula. The everybody create like goes on about like the original jacked formula, and uh, oh, okay, yeah. So now they, uh, the, I don't know, I don't know why they didn't go back to it, but everybody talks about it. It's really funny. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, so more on the topic of food. So power lifters uh, me included uh really enjoy snacks food energy drinks pre-workout all the bad stuff um what is yes <laughs> and, and i i know you coach nutrition what is the best like guilt-free still really good tasty 
uh, kind of powerlifting snack that you can enjoy without, you know, damaging all your gains? That is a tough one to answer because there are so many. <laughs> like, I don't know. It depends on what you what you like. Like, I love cereal. I'm a huge cereal person. And like, if you just have like two cups of cereal and a cup of fat-free Paralyzed milk, you get some great carbs and uh, no fats and some good protein. That's like super easy. And then I'm also like uh, obsessed with overnight oats. I make my oats, like I'm like 50 years old. <laughs> like I make like all my food. <laughs> uh, I make overnight oats and I put like uh, bananas, cinnamon, uh, vanilla, uh, chocolate protein powder. Uh, I'll put in some like uh, chia seeds or whatever for some extra like crunch like I'm very bougie with my overnight oats and that is so good like you can make so many different overnight oats so <laughs> and it's so good for you it's like 30 grams of protein like five grams of fat and like 50 grams of carbs wow and it's so good that's perfect with um overnight oats uh I think I've tried it before I can never get the the mix just right but is it um is it basically just softening everything to make sure all the flavors kind of come together? Like I've never actually had it work quite right. Is that, is that how it's supposed yeah. to work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, you want to get like the quick cook, quick cooking overnight oats. You want to get that and not like, uh, I don't know, soft rolled or whatever the other else types of oats are. You want to get the quick cooking ones. And then by the time you wake up in the morning, they'll be nice and soft and like kind of mushy. And then if you put in like a banana or other fruits, uh, blueberries, um, anything like that, then it should like all blend together and be really yummy. Very good. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to try that sometime. <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, oh. Um, do you think, I, I've asked this of other people before, do you, <laughs> is powerlifting um, at least... I don't know. I, I've seen competitive powerlifters do this, but maybe it's just because they're juiced. Is powerlifting just an excuse to eat like a massive amount of junk food? Oh, definitely. <laughs> People be like, oh man, I have to have this like thing of Sour Patch Kids. If I do not have it, I will not be able to squat. <laughs> That's so true. If I don't have my gallon of a Dr. Pepper, then I know I won't have enough <laughs> juices to lift this session. That's such an excuse. <laughs> Can't say I haven't done it, but it's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> How much, um, I know for a competitive power lifter, it, it makes a huge difference, but um, can you get away with like a decently crappy diet and still be extremely competitive in the powerlifting world? I know it's almost impossible to get away with as a bodybuilder, but like powerlifting is, I know it's a little bit of a right. different name. Right. I would say, uh, yes, to an extent, I think you'll hit a wall sometime, probably like if you have a crappy diet and you can continue to have a crappy diet throughout your peak, I think that's going to affect your platform performance. Mm. Um, obviously, if you have a bad diet, your training is not going to be the best, but you can still be, I think, competitive to an extent, even with a bad diet. Like if you eat, I don't know, fast food a lot, uh, but time it to where you're not like, if you eat Taco Bell after you work out instead of before you work out, then you can probably still have a good workout beforehand. <laughs> but I mean, like <laughs> if you want long-term 
growth and you really want to maximize your performance, no, you shouldn't have a crappy diet, but you can still be somewhat competitive with a bad diet. Okay. Gotcha. I also yeah. think with the Taco Bell, it's probably best to have it after the workout anyway, just yes. for, you know, just safety reasons. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> As anybody who's been squatting knows. Um, yes. <laughs> no. Um, what do, on that same note, what do you tell your clients about nutrition? Uh, you know, what's, um, uh, what's your overall philosophy there? Yeah. Um, I basically just try whatever client, uh, their goal is just try to educate them. So in the future, when they obviously don't need me anymore, they can continue down the path. Cause I really promote like the idea of long, like longevity, like you want to be able to feel healthy, uh, and continue these habits, not only when you're powerlifting, but if say down the line, you don't powerlift anymore, you want to be able to still have these healthy habits. Um, and really just promote like this balance because are you going to be as strict as a professional bodybuilder stepping on stage? No, you can still go out with friends and you can eat like a cookie now and again, like it won't kill you. You just have to balance that with good protein intake, um, prioritizing whole grains and good carbs, um, healthy fats like avocado. Like you just have to have balance. Um, and that's pretty much just what I try to promote to all my clients. It's just be balanced and understand like the longevity of the process. Uh, I know some people are a big fan of eating. They call it intra workout. It's eating while you're lifting. Oh, yeah. um, do you, I've heard back and forth on this. I mean, if your lifting sessions are three, four five hours long, obviously you're going to need something, right? But, you know, what do you, uh, thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, if you are in the gym for like three or four hours, then my God, <laughs> go home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the only time when I will, have into workout carbs just in the summertime and that's always in the form of gatorades they're just like simple sugars or whatever and i can just like pound one back because i'm profusely sweating like all hell mm. i've been there for like literally 20 minutes then i'll try to replenish uh electrolytes and get like some quick carbs in but i don't buy like the shakes or anything i have maybe one athlete who does do into workout carb shakes and i don't think they're necessary if you eat a good or a good meal before your workout. Gotcha. It's whatever your personal preferences, honestly. Sure, sure. Oh yeah, and 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 also uh, just post workout as far as you know, getting in that quote unquote metabolic window. That's been debunked, right? That yeah. you don't have to get it in a particular yeah. time. I remember back in like 20, like even back in 2018 though, people were like, oh, you got to get 60 grams of protein within 30 minutes or else your whole workout's going to shit. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. The anabolic window, quote unquote, is now like, you could hypothetically go without eating any protein for like, like 12 to like 13 hours after you work out and you'll wow. be totally fine. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I mean, yeah, that would be, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you'd be, that would be so sad if your gains were like gone 30 minutes after your workout anyway like who I know. who in their right mind i i wouldn't eat, i feel like some people wouldn't even work out to begin with just because it would be exactly It'd be like unattainable i don't know who started that rumor whether scientists actually thought that you needed protein but after you work out or whether it was supplement companies who are trying to promote their workout shakes after i don't know who started that but i'm glad that it's kind of debunked now it was definitely a gym bro and a fraternity it was like bro, <laughs> bro. protein shake it's amazing <laughs> gotta try it for real <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh 
Speaking of discipline in eating and, and, you know, being a powerlifter, being competitive and having to stay on point. I mean, how do you stay motivated and focused um, competing year over year and continuing to like cut and, and cycle and, and all of that stuff for competition? Right. Well, uh, it's, hmm, I guess it's just, I don't really think about like, like, oh gosh, I have to bulk or oh gosh, I have to cut now. Mm. I just think about it uh, oh I get to do bulk I could eat uh, lots of fun foods I love doing this like yay I love bulking because I can do you know whatever I want now when I cut I still cut out foods I still eat the same foods I'll just do like a slightly fat-free version or I'll eat less of the amounts like I still have like Oreos and a few like yummy snacks that I'll eat <laughs> but I just try to do it uh, in moderate amounts but I guess uh, I would say like two years ago, I would rely a lot on motivation. Even last year, I rely on motivation and just say, come on, let's go. Let's do this. You'll, it'll be worth it. And now it's kind of more like a chill mindset where I'm just like dedicated to the process to say, it's fine. Like you enjoy this. You're doing this because you want to. And I think that that mindset has helped me a lot because if I'm just trying to motivate myself to do this, it'll be frustrating because I feel like, I'm missing out on going out with drinks for friends or I can't do certain things or I can't be social. But now I'm like, no, like I want to be powerless and I want to be competitive at you know the world level. So I'll just do this for now and it'll be fine. Like <laughs> a very like chilled out mindset about it now. Or I try to. I was talking with Jen about, you know, longevity from an injury standpoint, but I think oh, yeah. the mentality is even more important because uh, when me and Marcus were talking, I mean, uh, he went through a rough patch there prior to a competition where, I mean, he just bombed out and it was all in his head. Uh, oh, but I gosh. think for, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. But I think for powerlifting, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I mean, um, you know, having, I feel like your mindset, like just being chill about it, saying I'm going to be consistent will actually help you to outlast 90% of the folks on the platform. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's, that's totally true because like, uh, my mindset going into nationals is absolutely trash and it obviously showed on the platform when I bombed out. And I think that I'm grateful for that experience that that was quite painful <laughs> in June uh it was definitely worth it because now it's like you're in this for the long run it's literally one meet it does not matter uh think about it uh you know think about why you're doing the sport why you enjoy it and and look at Jen Thompson she's came back from a total hip injury like that was huge and now she's back number one she's just crushing it yeah yeah absolutely Oh, um, I didn't ask you this at the beginning, but uh, what is your favorite lift? Squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press, something else? Oh, God. <laughs> Not overhead press. <laughs> overhead <laughs> press like five pounds. <laughs> like, legit. <laughs> uh, um, it's either, mm, I still love deadlifts. It's either deadlifts or squat. My squat has had uh, has gone up. But I would still say deadlifts are my favorite because deadlifts are just fun. Okay, nice. <laughs> pull the bar. Nice. Are you cheating on your deadlift, Natalie? <laughs> I am cheating. I pull sumo. <laughs> I have no range of motion. <laughs> I know I am curious to see if IPF fans sumo from the Instagram comments in like two years. I bet you they will. I bet you, I guarantee it. I think they're going to switch over to conventional. Oh my It'll God. be a mess. 
The IPF is a garbage dumpster fire right now. Oh <sighs> my word. Like the bench press rules, I get. I get. Um, it's from Instagram comments though. Yeah, but it's it's all driven from like hype and uh, yeah. outside influence that should really not be impacting the sport. If athletes yeah. want to get around the rule yeah. because it's legal, let them do it. You know? I know. I know. So. And like it's a skill itself to be able to do that such limited range of motion. Like I would break every bone in my body trying to do that. So I have respect for athletes who can actually do that. And there's like what, five athletes in the world that have that range of motion that they yeah. ban? Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, and eventually they're going to retire or age themselves out or whatever. Like it won't whatever, be a problem, yeah. but if you're making the rules out of the exceptions, I don't know that you have, I don't know that the sport will have longevity there. So I know they're really pushing to get into the Olympics, but uh, we're still closely tied in the perceptive of uh, being similar to weightlifting. And weightlifting is like one year away from getting kicked out of the Olympics with all their like steroids. Oh yeah. Uh, so mm, <laughs> you, we'll see. You know, it'd be so much more fun to watch in the Olympics and they should just allow it because it's already happening in the sport anyway, is strongman. Like that would be yeah. so much more entertaining. And those guys, those guys are already juiced to the, to the gills, but they're also naturally like gigantic and strong. Huge. Oh um, God. Yeah. You know, and I get wanting to be in the Olympics and it's a big sport and a blah, 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 blah. But like, I don't know. Um, I I just, from an entertainment standpoint. Um, exactly. You know, People I, love strongman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And squat bench deadlift is great. Don't get me wrong. Like I love seeing an amazing deadlift and and I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. But um, I don't know, strongman, you can do, I feel like you it's can just so entertaining. With it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, mm. Well, and the and the personalities behind it, like Brian Shaw, Eddie Hall, uh, Robert Oberst, like guys are hilarious, like legit hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have uh, I don't they have like the Netflix um show or series or whatever, but like the strongman like movie. I think I've watched that, and it's um promoted for mass audiences too on Netflix. And that's awesome. Yeah, so many people watch it. Just general pop are like, oh, they're lifting up a car that looks pretty cool. I'm gonna watch it. You know. <laughs> Oh, what do you think about this? So what if the Olympics did take away, <clears throat> I'm not saying for every sport, I'm just saying for specifically for lifting and they took away the the PED requirement for right. Olympic lifting, powerlifting, whatever. I mean, do you think that, how would, how do you think that would impact the sport? Hmm, that would be, uh, I, that makes it honestly another layer of complicated because like the would they have two divisions one untested one tested like how it is in uspa or would they have everyone whether you take stories or not competing against each other in one division untested now that would be pretty cool but then i would be intimidated to even throw my hat in the rain because i know i'm going against someone who most likely on steroids they can do it so if, if from a viewer standpoint maybe they'd watch it more but then we might get more bad media because not I guess the general population use steroids differently than people who take it in the sport. Mm. So I don't know. It, it could hinder or it could help. <laughs> Either way, I could see it going both directions. <laughs> I've heard a couple of opinions on this about baseball and they're like, yeah, I mean, Barry Bonds hitting all oh, these yeah. home runs was, you know, was great and all, but he was juiced up. And then some, yeah, exactly. Some... see like eh, people just, 
like, I don't know, I love John Hack. Like, I don't really, like, when I look at him, he's so transparent about his steroid use. I think mm -hmm. he's just a great lifter. I love watching him lift. But I know people would say, well, he's on steroids. He probably only deadlift 100 pounds if he was natural. Oh, like, bro, that's not how steroids work. <laughs> but people don't see that. So they would probably discredit, I guess, a lot of records if people were doing stuff like yeah. that. I, I can see that now. Like, since you mentioned the baseball, that makes sense. Well, in a baseball league, I mean, on that point, like a baseball league on steroids is actually more hilarious than a baseball league yeah. on steroids. I mean, you hit home runs basically every hit, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm against it completely. So, um, I don't right. know. It's, it's, it's interesting for sure. I think a lot of, a lot of people have a different uh, perspective on it, just depending on whether you come from a powerlifting perspective, a mm. medical perspective, a general pop perspective it's too many it's complicated I, I do like that uh usapl has a tested and, and an untested division right i think it's only tested it's only oh tested. never mind yeah okay. they don't have the untested i think it's only uspa that's the untested uspa division. that's right that's right okay yeah. sorry i got, got my acronyms mixed up okay yeah, yeah yeah um awesome um natalie uh where can people go to find you for lifting all of the videos you're doing and also where where can they go to find you for coaching and that kind of thing yeah so follow me on instagram and youtube uh instagram is nat underscore lifting youtube's just nat lifting you don't have to follow me on tiktok um <laughs> don't recommend it <laughs> my tiktok's nat underscore lifting and then for coaching uh i have it linked on my instagram or go to anchorpower.co and I'm there on the page. Just click on me. <laughs> awesome. Fantastic. Well, Natalie, thank you for very much for coming on. It was a pleasure. And uh, keep making those videos. Uh, they're <laughs> fantastic and entertaining. And best of luck. Um, so uh, tell everybody uh, wh where you're competing this weekend. Oh, yeah. I'm competing at Carolina Primetime in South Carolina. There'll be a live stream link. Um, I'm on day one on this Saturday, the 15th. And I start at noon. So fantastic. I'll be there. Fantastic. I'm glad that they're live streaming that. That'll be entertaining. It'll be very high quality. Marshall has put a lot of effort into the live stream, so it'll be nice. good. <laughs> I like it. Cool. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for coming on. It was great talking with you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Take care.